Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill have to score 70 plus or bust. I've said it all season long. In order for this team to beat good teams consistently, that's what has to happen. They did not do that on Sunday night versus the Brooklyn Nets, combining for only 46 points. They had Bradley Bill in a straight jacket on defense. He seemed frustrated throughout the night, and they could not get it done with that dynamic duo, only getting 46 combined points. But guys, thank you so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westwood gets the chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Let's break down this Brooklyn Nets-Washington Wizards basketball game. Well, who would have thought a team is better if they have James Edward Harden on their team? James Harden had a pretty good night. He had 26 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. And he didn't really shoot that well from the field. It was 10 of 23, 3 of 9 from 3. Guys, we all knew that this was a different Brooklyn Nets team. Kevin Durant did not suit up. But James Edward Harden is James Edward Harden. Look, here's the thing, guys. Let's go through this. First of all, no one was playing in defense. The defense just wasn't going to happen tonight. It was not going to happen when there was a Brooklyn Nets game and a Washington Wizards game. Garrison Matthews did his best on Kyrie Irving. It did not go well. Uh, Garrison Matthews also did not play well to close the game. He was hitting the side of the backboard, things like that. Look, I'll be the first to say, for spacing spacing issues, I was begging for Garrison Matthews to get back in the game. He came back in the game that fourth quarter, and he was not good. You guys know me. I will tell the truth. He was not good on defense. He was not good on offense. But, guys, it goes back to what options do we have? What options do we have? We're choosing between Garrison Matthews, Bonga, Troy Brown Jr., Neto. I mean, <laughs> Gill, Cassius Winston, Jerome Robertson. Those that those are the people we're choosing from. So yes, Bar- or Garrison Matthews finally got those minutes. He finally got his opportunity. He wasn't good. But you know something about Garrison Matthews. It was not for lack of trying. I give him that. Kyrie is elite. He's going to do that to mostly most players. He was getting to his mid-range. And it was silky smooth. So. I don't know guys. I. I believe. There's something. The Washington Wizards have to make a trade. They got to make some trades. They got to try and get better or blow it up. But if unless Bradley Beal demands a trade, I don't think they're going to do that. And all reports point to he wants to build this thing in, in Washington and with the Wizards. And that's what he wants to do. But you got to do one or the other. And I'm at the point where I'm, I'm saying, look, you the reports are you want to make it in the playoffs. You want to make it this play in tournament and make the playoffs. 
Well, then, my gosh, trade some people and try to get some pieces. Like, I get it. Who wants who? I've said it since the second or third week of the season. Will you go and get George Hill? Please go get George Hill. He would make this team significantly better in the second unit and in the starting lineup. If you want to play him, I just I don't understand why you wouldn't do. He even makes the most sense next to Russell Westbrook. He makes more sense next next to Russell Westbrook than Neto, who's too small, and Ish Smith, who can't shoot and is too small. Look, this game versus the Brooklyn Nets, it just told me everything that I've already been saying. It just verified it for me. It is Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal trying to combine for 70-plus points and 15 assists and 15 rebounds. I mean, my gosh, they might as well play two on five. I mean, how much do they have to do? And people don't realize when they're scoring 60-plus, 70-plus as a duo and averaging double-digit assists between each other, Guys, they're accounting for 90 to 110 points all on their own. If you add in the assists, I mean, my goodness. You know, the, the, look, the Washington Wizards bench. Other than Lopez, who was 6 of 9 from the field. Bunga was 1 of 2. Denny was 0 of 2. Neto was 0 of 3. Beal himself, I know he starts, but Bradley Beal, he was 6 of 15, and that hurts. That hurts. Gil didn't play. Troy Brown Jr. didn't play. I, I guess we're done showcasing Troy Brown Jr. That lasted like a game and a half. Mo Wagner didn't play. Robinson didn't play. Whiston didn't play. Wagner, Wagner would have even made sense in this game. You might as well just play five out spacing. I'm not saying Lynn. And Lopez statistically were good, weren't good on offense. Statistically, but God, if you're watching this game and you can't see Beal and Westbrook just staring down a packed lane, the, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice but to dump it into Lopez because he's standing in the way. And I'm I'm not saying Lopez play. I'm not saying he played poorly. They had spacing issues, and then those two. Neil Fence, they weren't good on defense. When I watched them last night, I didn't think that they were great on defense, either one of them. Which is the reason why I said you may as well play five out. Either go small and put try, just try it. There's nothing wrong with try, just try something than your normal freaking rotation. Put Rui there at the five and see what happens versus the Nets. The Nets want to drive and kick for threes anyway. Lopez and Lynn are not rim protectors. They're just not. So let's stop getting excited because every once in a blue moon, one of them gets a block. They're not rim protectors. They're not deterring anyone from coming inside. But them standing right outside the lane is allowing DeAndre Jordan to just camp inside the paint when Bill and Westbrook have the ball. When one of them has the ball and the lineups without each other, They'd wait until one of them made the move. That's when they'd send the double. And then they weren't guarding anyone else. And then you got one of your centers camping like literally right outside of the paint, which allows DeAndre Jordan to just stand in the paint. 
Try Wagner. See if he can pull him out. Hit a couple threes. We know he can do it. I understood them trying Bunga because what they were, you know, one, Bertans is, is you know, Bertans is, um, he's injured right now. He's out for a couple weeks. But I get that, like, they were trying to play some defense. Well, maybe he can get some stops, which he did. But Bunga is just as bad offensively for you as he is good defensively. That's the part that frustrates me. I'm not sure that he's a positive on the floor. Only because his defense is, or his offense is just that bad. Can't shoot. He can't recreate. He doesn't provide spacing. They don't guard him. But then he does give you some defense. That's what I mean by like, go get someone like George Hill who can hit the open three, who can create and play some good defense. That's what you need. The problem is that the Wizards have a bunch of players that only good at one thing. They're just good at one thing and can't do anything else. And then some of them are supposed to be good at one thing, but they're playing on a team where they don't even get to do that one thing. Like Denny Abdia. He obviously needs the ball in his hands. You don't have the ball in your hands on a team that's trying to win right now when you're a rookie. It just doesn't happen. You need to be on a team that's developing. See what I mean by it's very seldom that this process is successful. You usually have to choose one or the other. I've gotten backlash for saying that. You, it's very, very minimal when a team is doing both trying to win now and develop young players and win. It doesn't happen a lot. You got Dini out there who's supposed to be good at handling the ball. He ain't going to get the ball. We can stop crying about that. Why? Because you got Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Why would he? Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are going to get the ball and create for others 99% of the time. They're elite. Okay, now I will say this. Rui is coming along. Rui Hachimura, I like that guy. He is a guy. Rui Hachimura, 9 of 11 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, 20 points, 10 rebounds, only one turnover. Guys, he's a champ. I like, I like me some Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura, Wester Westbrook, Bradley Beal, everybody else can get the hell out of here and go. Straight up. Russell Westbrook on the night, I didn't get to that. He was 10 of 20 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 7 of 9 from the free throw line, 13 rebounds, 13 assists, 2 steals. Now here's the thing between him and Beal. Russell Westbrook had 8 turnovers, Bradley Beal had 6, and this is the first time all season that they had these turnovers, and I don't even give a shit. Y'all know I'm usually all over Russell Westbrook and his turnovers. And then I'll talk about Bill. Guys, I don't even care. They were guarding two people the whole game. Two. They were guarding Russell Westbrook. And they were guarding Bradley Beal. And they weren't guarding anyone else. Anyone else. They said, damn that, then the rest of y'all beat us. I don't believe you can. You want to know who they will guard if we put them on the team? If we get them on the team? George Hill. I'm just going to keep beating that. I've been saying that for months. I've been saying that since January. Yeah, they'll guard George Hill, though. Just saying. 
I'm just saying. So the, the eight turnovers, and then you didn't have Burton, so that just messed up the spacing even more. I know what Russell Westbrook said in the post game. I know he told uh, Fred uh, Fred Katz, who asked him about the spacing. He said it doesn't change the way he moves. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything. Look, I 100% believe that Russell Westbrook believes what he said. So I don't want anyone to think that he's pulling, sh- trying to pull a shade over us. I think he believes that because Russell Westbrook has gotten to the basket at will and won MVP with zero spacing. So I think that he really does mean oh, it doesn't change anything. However, the rest of us watching that there were no lanes to get to the basket. They weren't guarding anyone other than those two. If Bill has his normal shooting night, maybe this isn't even this isn't even a problem. Maybe we win this game. He just didn't. Bradley Bill stats on a night. He was six of fifteen from the field, one of three from three. He was four or five from the free throw line. He had two rebounds. That's unusual. Five assists. Six turnovers. I mean. <laughs> I mean, if Bill scores anywhere near 28, this game might have gone the other direction. He just didn't have it tonight. He even missed a few wide open ones that Russell Westbrook created for him. He just had an off night because they made him uncomfortable from the beginning. He literally seemed frustrated from the first quarter on and he looked confused. But they weren't sending that double right away, and they weren't sending the same person every time. Sometimes it's the person on the baseline. Sometimes it's the person above the break. Sometimes the person from the opposite corner. They sent different doubles, and they waited till he made his move. Look, Bradley Beal could put the ball in the basket. You think it's going to go 6-15 and the next time they meet the Brooklyn Nets, whenever that is? I think they're done for the season, but whenever the, the he won't. But this wasn't the best outing for him tonight. Alex Lynn was eight of twelve from the field, four or five from the free line. He had twenty points, nine rebounds, and an assist, two blocks, and a and one turnover. Look, I know what I said about the spacing. However, Lynn was was fairly good on the night. He was finishing as he always does. I really did appreciate that from him. And something else I appreciate about Lynn, he prioritizes rebounding, and I absolutely love that. And for all of you, Russell Westbrook Steelers rebounds people. Russell Westbrook had 13 rebounds. His center had nine. So his center almost had 10 himself. So quit. I just, I, I, Lynn, he had a pretty good night. Uh, I wish Lynn could step out and hit the three um, and shoot that with confidence. That would help a lot. But, um, look, he was where he was supposed to be in spots when he was supposed to be there. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill were finding him. And I can't, I can't, I can't blame him for that. Look, the starters, look, Rui had 20. Matthews had six. And Matthews had six on two of five shooting from three, which is 40%. Lynn had 20. Westbrook had 29. Bill had 17. Bill's the only one who was an aberration for the night, and it might have changed things if he could get started. Outside of that, the bench combined for 14 total points. 14. 
Lopez had 12 of those 14. In comparison, guys, the Brooklyn Nets bench combined for 34. 34. They scored 20 more points than the Wizards bench. The Wizards have no depth whatsoever. None. Who do you trust outside of the starting five? Who? No depth. Trade them all. Everyone not named Roy Westbrook and Beal. Trade them all. I mean, put them on the trade block. I don't just mean trade literally all of them. You got to have a certain amount of players in the roster. I don't know, guys. I don't know. But late game execution. <laughs> the, the Washington Wizards need a quick three. Okay. Now, Russ takes the quick three. Uh, it, it didn't look they had a play. They looked like they were just going to scramble and try to find the three. So just Russ just took the quickest one for clock purposes. Um, and it wasn't like Bill was having the greatest night himself either. So, so Russ takes the quick three. So you would think that like they've practiced and in, in, they've practiced this in practice for like you know their whole life. Okay, <laughs> but that doesn't look that way. The Nets get the rebound. They dribble down the court. No one fouls. Bill and Kyrie trap. Or I said Bill and Kyrie. Bill and Westbrook trap Kyrie Irving. They don't foul him. The ball goes from 20-something seconds all the way down to three seconds, and then they foul. Now, let me... So, Scott Brooks. Bruh. Uh, I get that you don't want to foul Kyrie Irving, but you... you have to have a better plan to get the ball out of his hands. They didn't have one. They just kind of guided him down a court. And then they finally trapped him in the corner. But, like, it didn't look like they were trying to foul or really do anything. Um, You got to have a better plan to get the ball out of his hands, preferably before he gets all the way down to the sideline or to the baseline. Maybe have a better plan, like, off the rebound to get the ball out of Kyrie's hands. They didn't have one. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook were just clearly just, you know, improvising this whole thing. Just making it up as they go. And then, even if you don't want to foul foul Kyrie Irving, eventually you just have to. You just have to. You can't go from 20-some seconds left down to three and a half seconds because you're just trying not to foul Kyrie Irving. You just, you, eventually, you just have to do it. People miss free throws all the time. Eventually, you have to foul them. You can't wait. And that has to come way before three seconds left. To give yourself a chance. Maybe he misses a free throw. Maybe he misses both free throws. Now, it's Kyrie Irving. We don't expect that. But you have to foul at some point. They just didn't. And I'm so sick of talking about late game blunders of the Washington Wizards. They are ill-prepared. I don't know how else you slice that. They're ill-prepared for all of those situations. 
<laughs> there's been so many games where that has been the issue. I didn't even like that there wasn't really anything called to get that three off. Russ just came up and just took one. And the reason why I'm saying there was nothing, it didn't look like the team was trying to do anything. They just all were kind of just jogging down the court. No play. I, I just don't understand, guys. I just don't understand. Look, on Tuesday, we have the Knicks, who are 21 and 22, um, at 6.30 p.m. Central. 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I will be there for that. You guys know that. I'm so frustrated with these Washington Wizards right now. I can't talk about this anymore. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. This is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button on any podcast platform that you use. I'm on most of them for the most part. I would really appreciate it. If you like YouTube videos... Please, please go check out J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Yes, I do videos of soccer with my son, but I also do tons, tons of videos on Russell Westbrook and the Washington Wizards. So go check that out. Hit subscribe. Hit that like button if you like a video. Let me know you're watching. Follow me on Twitter. All that good stuff. But hey, guys, this is our break things. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to the Westbrook Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets the chip at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. See you guys Tuesday versus the New York Knicks, 6:30 Central, 7:30 Eastern. And as always, until next time, peace.